You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Hot Topics in Allergy, presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. I'm Dr. Daniel Ein, president of the ACAAI, an association of 4,000 allergy health providers dedicated to enhancing the care of our patients through education and research. Your host will be Dr. Todd A. Marr. Dr. Marr practices pediatric allergy and immunology at Gunderson Lutheran Medical Center in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Today we're speaking with Dr. Caton Sheff, Lafayette Allergy and Asthma Clinic, Lafayette, Indiana. We're live at the annual meeting of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology in Dallas, Texas. Pediatric allergies are very common. However, we haven't had studies like we've had for adults looking at how common the symptoms are and how problematic the symptoms are. That study has been released here at the college in a number of abstracts. Dr. Sheth and I are going to talk about this today. Welcome, Dr. Sheth. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me here. Pediatric allergies are very common. All of us deal with it, whether we're an allergist or a primary care provider. And we have some data that tells us about the problems associated with pediatric allergies. But here at this meeting of the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology, there's been a landmark study that has been presented in a number of abstracts. Dr. Sheth, can you tell me about pediatric allergies in America? Pediatric allergies in America is really a landmark study. It really looks at how much allergy there really is in our kids and our pediatric patients, what it's doing to them, how it's affecting how they live, how they go to school, how it's affecting their quality of life. This is really the first study that has looked at this in a very comprehensive manner. Now, I think many of us who take care of kids know that it affects their quality of life, but this really is a good study that quantifies it for all of us. Dr. Sheth, how is this study different than past studies? There are a couple of other studies, and, and to go back, there have been some asthma in America studies that have been about 10 years old, looking at how much asthma. There's looking at asthma in kids, and there was a study looking at allergies in America focused on adults. What this study is different is that it focuses on kids. So we all know that kids are very different. It affects them in a very different way than adults. And we've certainly known that from clinical practice, for those of you who've taken care of patients with allergies. But here's a study that actually looks at this in kids okay. and sees the problem of allergies in America in our pediatric patients. Caden, tell us, how was the data collected and what populations were analyzed in this pediatric allergies in America study? It's a uh, random digit dialing study where they went out, called about 35,000 different numbers. They came up with about 500 patients who were willing to answer this. If they were 10 or above, then the kids themselves answered some of the questions if it was okay with their parents. Otherwise, their parents asked them. They also got about 500 other patients who did not have allergies. So you're able to compare in this study the difference between those with allergies and those without. The third part that they did is they also went out and asked practitioners. They asked physicians, they asked nurse practitioners, they asked PAs to find out what their thoughts were about allergies and then compared it and showed some of the data. This was indeed a landmark study. Can you give us two of the major findings from this study? Yeah, I think the uh, biggest finding is really quantitating the amount of allergies and the problems. They really found things like nasal congestion was the most frequent and bothersome symptom for the children with allergies. 
That, I think, is the most important finding to really think about for our pediatric patients who've got allergies. They also found that children suffer or have a considerable amount of discomfort when they're having their allergies. So I think those are two of the major findings. What else did the survey reveal that would be interesting to healthcare providers that they may not think of in children with allergies? Okay. What they found in the survey was that not only is it affecting allergies, it's affecting their quality of life, it's affecting their ability to do other things that they want to do. For instance, some of the kids want to have pets, they're not allowed to have pets. Some of the kids want to play sports, they can't play sports because of their allergies. And I think this is really just eye-opening information for all of us. Dr. Sheth, from the survey, what symptoms are prominent in pediatric allergies? It pointed out some of the more bothersome symptoms that the kids have. So, for instance, stuffed-up nose was one of the most bothersome symptoms. Postnasal drainage was a very bothersome symptom that the children in the survey had. Also found some other things that they had related to their allergies, dry coughing, runny nose, facial pain. So these are things that you certainly need to be asking or thinking about as they're related to allergies. Certainly we all see lots of kids, they're coming in, but as we think about some of that related to the allergy, it really started to quantify it. So a child, for instance, who comes in with ear pain, maybe thinking of an otitis or something like that, If it looks clear, it may be related to allergy. And I think this, what the survey did was re- emphasize that. It focused on some of these things that we've okay. all thought about, and we now need to look at that in terms of related allergies. Does the study provide other insights into how we should focus on pediatric issues and pediatric allergies? I think it pointed to the fact that any of the healthcare providers, regardless of whether they're peds, family practice, in this survey, if you're taking care of kids, some of these symptoms that we may, as a practitioner, not perceive bothering the child really are bothering the child. And a lot of those symptoms are related to allergy. So I I think this, again, really focuses on, one, how much allergy there really is, and two, how much it's really bothering our pediatric patients. What are some of the symptoms as they compare to children without allergies? They looked at a number of different symptoms in this and compared it to healthy children. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, there are 500 in the allergy group, 500 in the healthy kids group. And they looked at things like, were you waking up during the night? 26% of the kids with allergies were waking up at night compared with only 8% of the people who didn't have allergies. They looked at things like, are you having trouble getting to sleep? 32% of the kids were having trouble falling asleep if they had allergies, compared to 12% of the kids who didn't have it. They also looked at things like general health, how you feel about your own general health. And the kids with allergies actually felt worse about their health than those who were the controls who didn't have allergy. So 59% of the non-allergic people felt excellent about their health, compared with only 43% of the kids with allergies. If you have just tuned in, okay. you are listening to Hot Topics in Allergy on ReachMD XM157. And we are speaking with Dr. Katen Sheff about pediatric allergies in America, a landmark study that was released at the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology meeting in November. What did the study show us about allergies and their impact on children's activities? Is it the symptoms that cause the negative effects on activities? Really hard to sort out. We, we looked at some activity limitation, and they asked the question, were these certain activities limited in the past four weeks because of your allergies, compared those with the kids who didn't have allergy. And they found that 23% accomplished less, or they felt they accomplished less, okay. on those kids who had allergies, compared with only 10% of the patients without allergies. They asked whether you had difficulty in performing various tasks, and the kids with allergies had more difficulty than those without. 
and they asked if you'd been limited in how much work you were able to accomplish and the kind of work that you were doing, and it was more limited in the kids with allergies than those without. So yes, it did really affect what they could do, not just the symptoms, but what things they could do. Let's go into more detail as to what the study found. Can you give us some more findings from the pediatric allergy study? Yeah, the study looked at whether allergies are interfering with the health of these kids. So compared the kids with allergies to those without. It's affecting sleep in about 40% of the kids with allergies compared with only about 8% of the kids who don't have allergies. Going outside to play with their friends, what we'd all hope is a normal thing for kids. 30% of the kids with allergies, it affects what they're doing, whether they're going out, compared with only about 7% of the others. Outdoor activities, again, a third of the kids are being affected if they've got allergies. In playing sports, getting out there, exercising outside, having allergies affects those kids more than the kids without allergies. Did the study look at different kinds of allergies in children? The study looked at different kinds of allergies, so it did look at seasonal or perennial, which is year-round allergy, but some of these activity limitations were not broken down based on whether it was seasonal or year-round. So the data that I just talked about about activity limitation was for the kids with allergy compared with those without, not really the specific type of allergy. Did the study look at treatments of childhood allergies in any way? The study didn't look at treatments per se, but what it tried to look at is why is there some dissatisfaction? So one of the things that was looked at is why are patients not taking the medicines? And so they found that some of the medicines weren't lasting long enough. Because they were not lasting long enough, patients stopped taking it. Because they stopped taking it, their allergies became worse, and it just cycled around. So it didn't look at treatments in specific treatments, but it looked at kind of classes of medicine and found that currently what we have available is not working for the kids Therefore, we need to be working towards better medication and better therapy for our pediatric patients. Do you think children and parents come in complaining of the negative impact of allergies or just the symptoms of allergies? Hard to really sort that out. I I think for most of us in clinical practice, what we hear is that the kids are talking about their symptoms. And the real question is whether we're listening to those symptoms and putting it together with what they're limiting. And I think that that's one of the things, as you look at the survey, that we all need to be very in tune to. So a child who comes in saying, I'm having a stuffy nose, we need to perhaps go to the next question. Are you having trouble sleeping at night? Is school performance being affected because you're congested? So I think it's unusual that a child's going to come in and say, hey, I'm having a stuffy nose, I'm congested, and I'm not sleeping. They may just say, I'm having a stuffy nose. I think it's up up to us as the healthcare provider to get in there, get those questions, see what they can do. After reviewing the results of the study, what should healthcare providers do? Well, I think as you start getting the information, start putting together that these kids are having trouble with their allergies, it really is affecting them. We need to be working towards getting appropriate therapy for those kids. What role in childhood allergies do parents or guardians play? I think parents are very good symptom observers, but keep in mind that for many of us who've got school-age kids, our kids are at school for six to eight hours a day, so we're not watching them at that point. So listening to the child to see what's going on there is, I think, an important addition to what the parents may be reporting. Dr. Sheth, patients are using current medications, but there are issues with 
perceptions of these medications as to their efficacy and side effects. What did this study show us? Many of the patients were very happy with the medicines, but there was a large minority of the patients who were dissatisfied with what was going on. And there were a couple areas where that didn't work or the medicine didn't work for them. One is that it seemed to wear off fairly quickly, so it didn't last for a full 24 hours. Because the medicine wore off early, they stopped taking it. When they stopped taking it, the symptoms continued to get worse. So that was really a concern that many of the parents had, was that the medicine wore off before the 24 hours. There was another group that were concerned about its lack of effectiveness. So it just didn't work. So what this says is that we really need to be looking forward to more medicines that, one, last a full 24 hours for the kids, and two, medications that are really going to be effective for the treatment of allergic rhinitis. Dr. Sheth, it's been a pleasure to discuss this topic with you. Thank you for listening to Hot Topics in Allergy on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. This show has been presented by the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. For more information on the ACAAI, please visit www.acaai.org.